Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Ecumenical. Today, we're going to talk about humility. So I want to make sure that you guys, where possible, make sure that this helps you. So contribute with whatever opinions you have, whatever questions you have, comments, thoughts, critiques. I like critiques. Critiques are really good because they help us to create new episodes so we can help educate you all. Um, if you like it, smash that thumbs up button. Make sure, like I said, subscribe, share the video. We'll get it out to as many people as possible. But today, really, it's a Friday. We're sitting in Advent. Humility seems like a really pertinent topic at this moment in time. Why? Because most of the problems in the world that we're seeing right now are due to a lack of humility, a lack of an ability of most individuals to accept the things that are outside of their control and trying to change and make things according to the will of an individual, a man, versus the will of God. We, as a people, as a society, let's go with the United States particularly, have a problem being humble. Why? Because we talk about we the people, and we talk about how we vote on everything. We talk about, well, effectively, majority rules, might makes right. What does that actually mean, though, compared to God, right? Just because all of us want to do something, does that mean it's right? So if all of us want to go and cause harm to another person, is that correct? I, not really. And when we then extend this into the Christian realm of how do we align ourselves and unify ourselves tightly with God, are we part of the group of individuals in the crowd when Pilate offers up Jesus and says, do we take Barabbas or we take Jesus? Which way are you and I going in this? Are we going with the might makes right? And all of us are going to say, hey, crucify him. Or are we going to say, hey, maybe Barabbas really is the one who's guilty. All of those issues, putting them all together, we have grown up in this world of convenience and comfort and all about twisting everything around us to our own will. Is that bad? No. As long as things are ordered properly so that God is at the top, our vocations and everything we need to do are handled in the middle, our authority figures whom God allows to be in charge, we respect their authority when just orders are given. Yeah, it's fine. You can get things your way when the control is handed to you. But we shouldn't make it inordinate to the point where we impose upon other people and get angry because they're not able to help us and they're not able to make it the way we want. We're so used to fast food restaurants and all other manner of customizations that we can have and all sorts of services out there that we get frustrated when it doesn't go our way. We focus on, I want it my way, like it's Burger King. Uh, Dr. Peter Kraft brings this up a lot. And the point he always makes, check out those videos too, they're really good. Um, I can possibly link them if you guys need them and you can't find them, just send me a message below. The point being is that Satan was damned because he wanted it his way. So when we go, I want it my way, the problem is, is my way isn't necessarily God's way. That should concern us. Our objective is to kill the old Adam, kill the old man, as Paul tells us in Corinthians, become a new man and take Christ in and replace everything that we broke, everything that's sinful and tarnished and stained, get that gone and take on Jesus Christ, which includes our will. Our will must be in alignment to Jesus Christ. 
Now, Jesus is King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is on the top. This means that, guess what? It's more than just him telling us what to do and saying, do all I've commanded, like he said in Matthew 28, 20. And it's more than him telling us to take on a cross and us trying to go and figure out, well, I'll just take on whatever crosses I want to and I'll apply it however I want and I can ignore authority wherever it exists. No, we have to acknowledge that if God is in fact God, as we claim, as we say, when we read our scriptures and we say, I'm a Christian, all right, if we agree God is in charge, that means he has the capacity to create a church, to institute it with his own authority, to have scriptures written in accordance with his interpretations and his meanings, which are exclusive, which are absolutely separated from falsehood. It means he has the capacity to effectively make new kings, to make presidents, to make bosses, and to make parents. And if we acknowledge all this, this means, in all seriousness then, we have a lot of obedience that's expected of us. If Christ, Almighty God, the Son of God, could come down from heaven, have his nature combined with human nature so that he is now the God-man, in the image of all of our, we'll go with everything that's natural, everything that's less than the divine, that is extremely humiliating to him. But he did it. That means you and I need to walk in those same footsteps of humiliation. Are we doing it? If he's willing to then submit himself to Mary and Joseph, to Mary for 30 years, to Joseph for as long as Joseph was alive, because Joseph dies when he's a child, when Jesus is a child growing up, if he can submit himself to those two people, why can't you and I do that? Why shouldn't you and I do that? And are you doing that? Am I doing that? Are we submitting ourselves to those people in rightful places of authority, even though... Yeah, I get it. Jesus Christ is God. And Mary is only human. Joseph was only human, but he did. If he says do it, he shows us to do it. Peter and John say walk in Christ's footsteps. That means it's good enough for him. It's got to be good enough for us as well. We should be so fortunate to have good leaders like a Mary, like Joseph, like Peter. However, what happens when we have bad leaders? At no point does God necessarily say, well, because a leader makes a mistake, you don't need to actually still respect the fact that he has authority, that he could come back at any moment and be like, hey, you know what? That order I just gave you was really bad and defensive to God. I'm going to give you something else now. He has that ability. Moreover, Peter tells us, if you have a slave owner who's bad, okay, then just grit your teeth and bear it. It's just what we do. How well are you at responding to authority, both good and bad. Do you see those orders as something you can deal with or not? Because God never said all the orders were going to be easy. That's what a cross is. It's painful. And if Jesus Christ was innocent, he goes on a cross and he dies for our sins, but we are actually guilty. Shouldn't we expect that we'd have some sort of humility expected on our part as well? When we put all this together, the end conclusion that we have to draw here, obedience is an obligation for every single human being who's ever existed. 
Jesus Christ, obedient to his father, obedient to Mary, his mother, obedient to Joseph, his stepfather, not even a father of blood. And yet Jesus, our Lord, still submitted to a man. This is a big deal. I hope you're seeing or understanding the fact that obedience is essential if we want to be Christian. Because if we're not obedient, this gives us a whole bunch of doors to open in terms of how we can start denigrating and reducing the amount of authority that God gave, at least in our eyes. We'll sit there and say, I, I understand God said this guy's in charge, but I don't really care when he tells me what to do, and I don't really respect him, and I don't really want to go and treat him like he's in charge. I just want to do it my way. Well, that isn't rightly ordered. That sets us up in pride like Satan. That sets us up to expect more for ourselves and elevate us to a point where we cannot clearly align ourselves and unify ourselves with God because our pride is breaking everything. Is that what you want? We need to be good subjects to our Lord, our King. Are you a good subject? We need to be good followers where he leads. Are you? Are you willing to do as you're told, regardless of the fact that in the end, anything good that comes from us actually can't really be chalked up to any of what we did with our hands. We're just the medium. Christ's grace works through it. It's his accomplishments, not ours. So with all that, are you good at being a follower? And if the leader is bad, this is the harder one. If the leader is bad, are you good at resisting those commandments which don't align to those which God has given us? Are you willing to stand up in the face of a grave sin that has been commanded of you to say, no, I will not follow. I will not do that and I will speak against it. Are you willing to do that? That's the question. Because if you're not, the rest of this starts to come apart and we cannot be not only followers of other men when God has given them just authority, but it also means we can't really be aligned to God because we'll start questioning just like Satan did, which means we really aren't set up for heaven. St. Thomas Aquinas tells us that it is immoral to refuse to be angry about those things which offend God. That means that when we watch someone do something that's gravely offensive and gravely sinful, violating the first commandment, the fifth commandment, the sixth commandment, seventh, eighth, ninth, whatever it is, where do you sit when those offenses take place? Are you offering atonement when you witness other sins take place that you can't fix because you're not in charge? You don't have the authority to change it. And when you do sit in charge over other people, going on the hierarchies, are you being a good leader to ensure that you are not allowing people whom are under your care, are you ensuring that they are doing everything possible to avoid offending God? Are you trying to prevent them from offending God for their own safety, their own salvation, and yours? Do you try and stop them? And how are you correcting them? Are you taking the time and effort to correct? And again, do you know enough? Do you have the tools to correct? Are you seeking that out? Because if not, it makes the rest of this really difficult. We have to be good followers whenever the authority is not vested in us. And that's where humility is absolutely essential. Otherwise, pride will rule the day and pride is the cause of the fall.
Are you a good leader when those authorities have been handed to you in order to take the reins and tell other people what to do and lead them and guide them? Are you being humble in your leadership, knowing that your leadership is only given to you, your authority is only given to you, whether it's as a parent or as a boss or as any other sort of leader? It's only there because God allows you to have it for this moment and it could leave you at any second. Are you treating it that way? And do you know that you have an obligation to lead in the image of Christ? How was he when he led his followers? He washed their feet. Do you? Metaphorically, are you taking care of the well-being of your people? Are you doing that in every respect? So in terms of whether it's a financial thing, whether it's a spiritual thing, whether it's temporal and sustenance, what are you doing? How are you keeping them secure in all those aspects and guiding them so they can get closer to Jesus? All things to think about, but don't get caught up in the pride. Pride kills us. Literally and figuratively, spiritually and temporally, pride is a killer. Do not subject yourself to it. If you feel it overcome you, remember how little and weak you are. Remember all the sins we've committed. Remember all the failings that we have so that we can then ensure that all we're trying to do is measure everything in accordance to what God has done, and we evaluate where we sit where everything is rightly ordered. But again, as Americans, it's super hard for us because we don't understand hierarchies. We don't understand kings and lords. We don't get this whole place and how we can just bend the knee. Are you bending the knee? Are you taking the time to ensure that right authority, this hierarchy of someone at the top and they have people that report to them and so on and so forth, are you filling in the proper place in your hierarchy so that all the way up the chain, you're doing what needs to be done for the glory of God? That's the question. So hopefully this was helpful in terms of a consideration today. I implore you, be humble where you can. Avoid pride at all costs. Learn everything you can about this faith and about religion and about the virtues, because every single sin that you could possibly commit against the Ten Commandments involves, first and foremost, pride. If you violate the First Commandment, which is pride, you're basically saying, I don't worship God. I'm going to do whatever I want. Everything else opens up and all sorts of feelings come in. Let's not be that guy or that gal. All right. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate you sitting here and watching this. What do you have in terms of questions, thoughts, issues, other stuff you want to see? All right. I will work on that. I'll check out your comments. I'll be back here hopefully every week if I can get this uh, schedule worked out and I'll keep bringing you more stuff. So thank you for taking the time here. Please smash the like button if this is something that helped you. Make sure that you share this video out there. Tell everyone about it. I'm happy to go and educate whoever I can. And uh, yeah, we'll go from there. So uh, in the meantime, uh, everybody take care. May God bless us. And St. Joseph, pray for us. All right. Have a good one. See you later.